0: Going into exile, the Article 7 podcast. Andy Jago, a pastor at Bethany Lutheran Church, located at 2501 Beacon Hill Road in Alexandria, Virginia. You can find us on the web: www.bethany-lcms.org. I sound a little different, I bet. Uh, this is uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm recording on my phone. <laughs> I found an app. Uh, that for Android phone for voice recording looked pretty good. I I'm, I'm not uh, sure if I'm gonna if I'm married to this or if maybe one of you listening has some good recommendations for me as to a good voice recording app. Well, this looked good and it was free. So and uh, what I'm uh, the reason why I'm trying this out in this podcast is my desire to go around to different congregation members and see how we are doing and, and how what, the, what people are learning what, as we do the story. All right, now I've got to explain the story, then we'll come back to the audio. Uh, the story is this campaign at Bethany Lutheran Church where we're reading through the Bible, we're seeing God's plan for salvation, how sin is getting in the way, and how time and again through the people, places, and events of history that it unfolds throughout the Bible, you know, God is alive, He's active, and then we're thinking about then how what is our role? What do, how do we fit in to the story? So every week we get together in our worship Sunday school Bible class on Sunday uh, to to get set up for the week. Every day there's some a schedule of daily Bible readings, and then we can also be in our small group Bible studies as well. That some of them meet weekly, some of them. Meet monthly. This is all going on. So I want to go out to people in the classes, in the small groups, uh, maybe in worship, and say, you know, what What are we learning? What is the What connections are we making to different parts of the Bible and to our daily life? Uh, So if I could do that by uh, going out with my phone as opposed to a a big microphone, uh, then well, that's great. I'm also going to be trying a different recording uh, that you're going to hear for the sermon today. Now, why are you going to hear that? Uh, It's because there wasn't a recording of the worship service uh, for this particular Sunday. This is the story, episode 18. The sermon is on Daniel and going into exile, and appropriately enough— Bethany Lutheran Church, on that particular Sunday where the sermon would have been given in church, we were all in exile. (laughs) It was a big blizzard, uh, nicknamed Snowzilla, that uh, went through, shut everything down, uh, just dropped uh, tons of snow, and the roads were still icy and unsafe uh, by that Sunday morning. So church, uh, we did not go to church. I recorded a sermon that you can watch on YouTube. Uh, if you search for my name, Andrew Jago, find my channel, you'll see that on the uploads uh, and it was that was pretty good I, that was it was like I said the occasion we were we were, it was a kind of exile. I'm gonna unpack this a little bit more when you hear uh, the sermon, but I'm gonna record that uh, right after this introduction. and uh, in addition to that in this podcast, you're gonna also get a little bit of music, just going back a few Sundays, listening to a song by C2W that stands for Created to Worship. That's all coming up in episode 18 of The Story.
1: Messiah SO
0: C2W, that stands for Created to Worship, concert that they did in 2015 that was a part of Bethany Lutheran's rummage sale. Uh, we invited people of in the community to come into the sanctuary, listen to the concert. We even had speakers outside so folks can hear the music. The song was Jesus Messiah, and I I just love that song. If we had a, a theme song for the campaign that we're doing called The Story, I think that would be our theme song that we would have... Uh, just because it encompasses so much of, of the story of the Old and New Testament there in that psalm. What I'd like to do now is to—I'm rec- not going to do a sermon, so to speak. What I'd like you to do is to take out your Bible and read along with me. Daniel chapter 3. As I mentioned before, week 18 of the story, we were, the church was in exile, and— as they were, one of the main parts of that sermon was me saying to the congregation, well, how can we be the church where we are? If we're not in church, how can we be the church? Uh, and that's going to be different wherever we are and how how we answer that, if if it's uh, showing love and mercy and compassion, if it's talking to people. So let's take a look. I mean, Daniel, that's, I think, a main theme in Daniel. How can God's people still be faithful? How can they be God's people where they are uh, while they are in exile. So here's a test that comes up. Some folks uh, that we are introduced to in Daniel chapter 3. So if you're there, chapter 3, verse 1. I'm going to read about halfway through uh, and then uh, pause, make some comments, and then we'll read the rest together, make a few more comments, and uh, close off this time together. So Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was sixty cubits, and its breadth six cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the Providence of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the Providences to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And then when the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the providences gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall suddenly be cast into a burning fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Verse 8, Therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, All right, we're going to pause there, and we'll pick up again at verse 19 in a second. Let's talk about what we just read. First of all, I I did that on purpose to read the whole thing. I mean, I probably could have summarized it and so forth. But as we were reading the biblical text, what did it sound like? Are there names that are now stuck in your head? The, The list of musical instruments that was repeated the list of different kinds of officials in the Babylonian kingdom, the name Nebuchadnezzar, which appears quite a lot in this text, and especially the names Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, you know those names now. It's hard for you to forget them. They're in your hard drive. Well, you know, the Bible is meant, really, I think, in a lot of cases, to be read aloud not just read to ourselves, when you read it aloud and you hear those names repeated, well, then you're, you know, it, when it, I, I think of the ancient days where writing was rare, you know, and we couldn't just take the Bible around in our cell phone or, you know, like people do today. And you, you, this is how you, the repetition, some people wonder why the repetition is there. Well, this is why. So that it, it sticks in your brain a little more easily through that repetition remembering. I think that's probably the first thing we can think of, how to be the church in exile, how to be the people of God, even if you're not in a church, even if you're not in the, the place that you are familiar with. The people of God who were there in Babylon, where their their home was destroyed in the city of Jerusalem, they came from the nation of Judea, and they needed to, to remember who they were. They needed to remember the covenant. They needed to remember the things that God had said to them. They had forgotten it, I and mean, that was why they were there. They were being punished by God uh, in this exile uh, because they were faithless. There was bloodshed and murder and idolatry, worshiping of other gods. And now, all right, now we have to to, to go back to square one, so to speak. And how are we faithful? Well, dear friends, in a certain way, we are also in exile. Uh, we, the Christian people, wherever we happen to be around the world, uh, this is not our home. Heaven is our home. Being with God is our home. There's a certain part of this world that just makes us sick. You know, It's just not right. It's sinful. It's hateful. It's a, called a veil of tears. And that's because our heart is still seeking its home with the Lord. So, as we are in exile, we first need to remember, remember who we are. And for those of us who are Christian, we are baptized children of God. <laughs> that is who we are, First John says. We are the children of God. We have been adopted into God's family. And, you know, so there's a certain character, you know, the family carries on the characteristics of the parents, and so you know, the, what are the characteristics of God? That It's the love, it is the mercy, it is the grace, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. That's how God is most often described. So that should be us as well, and the character that we carry with us in exile so that people who, even if they don't have a written Bible, will be able to see that in our lives. So now we left off in Daniel 3 with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. About to be thrown into the fiery furnace. Very interesting what they said. Even so, we believe that God is going to deliver us, even if He doesn't. If not, then you should know, O King, we will still not do what you want. We will still not serve your other gods. That's it's one of the things they were remembering from God's law, and had taken to heart. Uh, we're still not going. We still cannot go against God. But let's see if the Lord delivers them. Let's take a look at verse nineteen. and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent, and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. The satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not power over the bodies of these men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks was not harmed, and no smell of the fire come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the providence of Babylon. And I'm sure maybe right afterward they said, do we really have to rent people limb from limb? You know, that may be a little extreme, but okay. Uh, <laughs> that was his way. You know What can you say? So here we have, again, the names repeated over and over. They remembered who they were. They stood up for what they felt was right and what was right, and the end result is that people were able to see the way they were delivered. I think of the same thing happening, you know, when someone whose life has been consumed by sin, let's say anger or alcoholism or, or something, you know, they've just uh, made a wreck of their life, but then have been delivered from that. They hear about the grace and mercy of our Savior, and that changes their lives. I don't know of any other message in the world. That can change, really change someone's life, than the good news of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the way that He has taken the judgment for us, and then given us His Holy Spirit, given us new life within ourselves. I mean, that is then you know when we when we talk to people, when we act the way that we do out in the world, as we are out in exile, if you will, uh, that is what may turn people's hearts like what nebuchadnezzar's heart was turned to uh, where he began to praise the lord Uh, he began to see that fourth angel is very interesting isn't it in that story there's three people and nebuchadnezzar is freaked out because he sees a fourth person there i mean there's there's a lot of people who relate that to an appearance uh, a pre-incarnate appearance of jesus christ and why not When we think of the words deliverance, when we think of the words salvation, we have salvation in no one else but Jesus our Lord. Now, it could have been an angel, too, but uh, I I think associating those words with Jesus is certainly a proper thing to do. All right, so that is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and a little bit of the message that uh, I had in mind, at least for week 18 of the story. Say we got a little more time left why don't we go back and listen to a little bit more of c two w uh going back to the two thousand four co- two thousand fifteen concert uh maybe doing the song i am yours so uh we'll uh conclude with that let me I feel also like concluding with a blessing today so let's use the uh blessing that we hear most often in the church the Lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face
1: Not because of who I
2: am But because of what you've done Not because of what I've done But because of who you are I am a flower quickly fading Here today, gone tomorrow A wave tossed in the ocean Vapor in the wind Still you hear me when i calling. Lord, you catch me when I'm falling. You've told me who I am. I am am yours. I am yours. Who am I that the eyes that see my sin would look on me with love and watch me rise
1: again? who am I that the voice that calmed the sea would call out through the rain and calm the human me
2: not because of who I am but because of what you've done not because of what I've done but because of who you are I am A flower quickly fading Here today and gone tomorrow A wave tossed in the ocean A vapor in the wind Still you hear me when I'm calling Lord you catch me when I'm falling And you've told me who I am I am yours of who I am but because of what you've done not because of what I've done but because of who you are I am a flower quickly fading here today and gone tomorrow a wave tossed in the ocean a vapor in the wind still you hear me when i'm calling lord you catch me when i'm falling you've told me who i am i am am yours